Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. As you've been hearing in the news, the B.C. government is waiving the upfront application and assessment fees for internationally educated nurses. What kind of an impact do we think this is going to have? Joining us now to talk about it is David Eby, Premier of British Columbia. Thank you very much for being here, Premier Eby. Thanks for having me. Good morning. Good morning. What kind of a difference do you think this is going to make? Uh, Well, uh, a lot of this is in the hands of the regulator and the assessment authority, but we know there are big numbers involved. So, Currently, there are 2,000 uh, nurses who have applied uh, to practice in British Columbia that are coming from international jurisdictions. Uh, and there's uh, 5,000 nurses that have indicated the level of interest in coming to British Columbia. And, uh, and that, that could have a significant impact in the experience of people in hospital, uh, whether nurses themselves, that they'll have more colleagues, uh, or, uh, or patients that are looking for care. Um, the current wait time for those 2,000 people who are in that queue uh, is, believe it or not, is three years. And so the announcement yesterday was about shortening that time. Uh, we've been working with the regulator, Minister Dix, and uh, the Ministry of Health, and uh, the a wait time will be shortened to between four to nine months, which is a significant shift. And in addition, those international nurses don't have to pay their fees up front anymore. Uh, we'll cover them up front just to remove any of those barriers. But it's also for nurses who are on the sideline who used to practice in British Columbia, and are thinking about going back into nursing, $14,000 in bursaries and grants to cover their application fees, travel, um, and uh, any training that they might need to get up to speed to get back onto the hospital floor. Right. Now, speaking of training, we heard from the head of the BC Nurses Union saying that there are waiting lists for people to get into nursing schools. Can we train more nurses here too? We can. Uh, it's, it's a lengthier process uh, to train nurses, but we need to be looking to the future as well. We can't rely on international nurses uh, going forward, uh, but we can in the short term. And so uh, what we're looking for is to bring those nurses that have the skills and abilities off of the sidelines and and other jobs into nursing where they want to be as quickly as possible. But looking forward, we have uh, added more than 600 spaces to post-secondary institutions that train nurses uh, so that uh, people who are interested in a career in nursing, and it's it's a great job, so people who are interested in supporting people or in helping and, and need support in distress and need help and support. It's a great job for them. Uh, th- those spaces are opening in uh, post-secondary institutions in our province to address those wait lists as well. So do you foresee more steps coming to address this nursing shortage then? This isn't the end? Yeah, the, I mean, so many British Columbians are seeing the strain. Our healthcare system is under uh, uh, everything from the continuing impact of COVID to the respiratory flu uh, season that we've seen a record number of patients in hospital. Uh, this is just part of our work on healthcare. It's about making the system work more efficiently, uh, getting people who need to be in long-term care out of hospital beds and into long-term care beds, uh, opening new hospitals to support fast-growing communities. Uh, so this nursing announcement uh, follows on a similar announcement around internationally trained doctors, uh, new deals with family doctors. Focus on healthcare is a major priority for our government, and you'll see more from us on this today. 
Okay, and I also want to talk to you about housing as well. This is also a big priority for you. We've been hearing from people this morning about stratas that are voting to convert themselves to 55 plus to avoid this uh, rental rule that your government brought in. Is that a loophole that you think needs to be closed at this point? Because I've heard from a lot of people who say this is going on. Yeah, I, I've heard the same. Uh, there's a there's a strata in my constituency that's looking at doing this. I met with the uh, strata council president to talk about what their perspective was. Uh, it's a new program, and so we'll be monitoring this carefully. But it's important to note uh, that we have a lot of seniors that are looking for a place to rent, uh, and this may actually be helpful uh, to uh, to ensure that seniors have uh, high quality seniors housing that's available for them to rent. Uh, and uh, and it's not really a loophole. The idea was that uh, we would be preserving seniors' housing. This is uh, potentially actually good news for seniors that are looking for a place to rent. Um, we'll monitor it carefully uh, to make sure that uh, it rolls out as intended, but the, the age restriction was left in place to make sure that seniors have safe uh, places and, uh, and places with other seniors that are at the same stage of life, uh, and, uh, and having seniors who are at risk of homelessness, for example, because they can't find a place to rent, know that there are places like this available for them to rent could be actually very good news. Right, but are you worried, though, that it seems like there might be a lot of them doing it just to avoid having to rent out their, their places? Yeah, I think um, they'll, they'll, they may be surprised to see how many seniors are looking for a place to rent. Um, the, the change was that you're not allowed to say people aren't allowed to rent anymore. Uh, there are seniors looking for a place to rent. Uh, absolutely, we have a shortage of rental housing, and so, uh, core to your point, uh, we need to increase the number of places that are available for people to rent, and, and we'll have an announcement on Thursday about what we're doing to make sure that more rental housing is available. Um, but in the interim, making sure that those condos aren't sitting empty and are being rented out to a senior that's looking for a place to rent, that's actually good news, and that's what the intention of the policy change was. Okay, so there's more announcements coming on housing, but is this something then you can say you'll continue to monitor? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's a, it's a fairly significant shift. So. Uh, any strata that was built before 2010 had the ability to restrict rentals. You know, I had a really great experience in my constituency. This young woman came up to me and said, listen, I'm so glad you changed that rule around stratas because I moved in with my boyfriend and I was leaving my condolency and I felt awful about it in the housing crisis. And now I've been able to rent it out. So thanks for doing that. And that person who moved into her condo has a place to rent now. It's having an impact for British Columbians right now. Uh, and uh, But like any policy change, we've got to monitor and make sure it doesn't have unintended consequences. Okay, and on the issue of housing, I know it's hard to find good people. I want you to have a little listen to somebody who thinks they might they might be able to help out. So it'd be nice to do something, but you know, um, I'm not uh, I'm not desperate for work or anything. So I'm not I'm not uh, I'm just saying I'm I'm prepared and, and, and interested. But it's up to others to decide whether they think I can help. I think he means you. That's former Premier Glenn Clark talking on the Jazz Joe Hall show yesterday. Says he wants to help out. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, Glenn's a remarkable guy, and uh, and having led the Patterson Group for a, a long period of time, uh, one of the largest companies uh, in the province, uh, if not the largest private company, uh, he brings a lot of experience and knowledge on a whole array of different issues, and uh, certainly glad to have him uh, volunteering to help the government. That's great news, uh, and uh, and look forward to working with him. And frankly, uh, with any British Columbian that uh, that brings uh, uh, experience and expertise in the private sector, not the profit sector. Um, we need to all hands on deck on many of the challenges we face right now. One of the jobs that keeps coming up, I guess, is the head of BC Housing, and that's such an important part of your package of things that you're trying to do with housing. When do you foresee perhaps getting some leadership in place there, making those changes? 
Uh, BC Housing has an executive uh, search committee in place right now to identify candidates, uh, people who have that kind of expertise in housing, and uh, in a particular route working in the nonprofit sector related to housing uh, in British Columbia or in other places. I uh, really encourage them to reach out to the board. Uh, that uh, process is underway right now. Uh, and, uh, and I'm hopeful in the next few months we'll have names to announce of, uh, of a candidate uh, for the CEO. It's an incredibly important role for our government's priorities and for all British Columbians that are looking for a decent place to live. Well, listen, we appreciate your time this morning. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me. Have a good day. That's Premier David Eby talking about not just housing, but also nurses, which is what we started out talking about there. And the fact that they are changing some things to help encourage more internationally trained nurses to come to this province. We have a nursing shortage. So that combined with, you know, getting more people involved, getting them into the system, will that help out? Now, if you want to weigh in, if you're in the system, let me hear what you have to say too. Simi at cknw.com. You can call or text our buzz line 604-331-2899. Now also, while I had him, I also wanted to talk about the issue of housing and the strata issue that so many of you uh, have been weighing in on this issue of the 55 plus age restriction. Is it a good thing or is it not a good thing? So they deliberately kept that open. They allowed stratas that are 55 plus to be exempt from having to uh, allow people to rent out their condo if they want to. If you're not a 55 plus building, you will now you know, be, have, to, have to allow people to rent out their unit if they want to. So are a lot of stratas switching to 55 plus to avoid that? Well, you heard the premier there say he doesn't think it's necessarily a terrible thing to have stratas switch over. He thinks it will help seniors with housing, but you have to wonder at what point will it be too many buildings deciding to do that? Because I'm hearing from a lot of you saying that, yeah, buildings are considering doing this. You can email me your thoughts, simi at cknw.com or call or text our buzz line on that. I have a feeling that discussion is going to continue.